Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What is going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. And, um, you know, this week what we're going to do is, at, I, like I said, one, I tend to take stuff from life and from, um, I would say, from what's going on in my own, own personal life or the clients that I'm talking to. And uh, since we just launched uh, a our Yo Grow Your Gym business coaching, you know, a lot of the conversations end up being, yeah, there's tactics and there's methods and stuff like that. But we keep coming back to, you know, some sometimes the belief systems and essentially like mindset strategies, mindset strategies for what I would say success or unstoppable success. And just really, you know, because the thing is like, even in even in the gym inside, like we have these four kind of parameters um, that we talk about when it comes to sustainable, successful transformation, like long term, and it's training, it's nutrition, and it's recovery, and it's mindset, right? And uh, I know it's like the word can get overplayed and whatnot, but it's really important that you know this is stuff that you work on. And over the years, I you know I always share with people, hey, listen, like if I you know I was a <laughs> just a knucklehead knucklehead kid you know and I, i'll tell you what like a teacher would not say in school if i even showed up it was uh it wouldn't be you know that kid's really smart and and now i wasn't like d- far from dumb but i was all over the place and um you know i i i would say that a lot of the change that happened in my life i attribute to shifting my mindset my belief systems right and so that's what i wanted to share today um and actually i, I got some notes here so i, I don't even know i was gonna say i'm probably about 14 let's call it 14 maybe we'll go one one over or, or lower but um mindset strategies or 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 you we could call them lessons as well and um to to really succeed and this is stuff you got to work on all the time this is the other thing like just because you know you read it you you read a quote or is it something powerful that you know that you kind of come come about um it, it man is something you got to work on every day just like if you wanted to get better at basketball guess what you got to do like you got to make shots you know you got to and you got to practice it deliberately and do it well and do it consistently to master it so to master your mindset it, it's the same thing like you got to be really really i said deliberate and plan it and, and i mean for me obviously a lot of it is um the reading of different books but then there's also a ton of different exercises that i've done and continue to do some of them which i shared here but Things like journaling, asking myself questions. Um, yeah, I would say a positive focus is an exercise that I did for a long time and still do a lot of times, right? But it's, once again, it's like what are the things that you can actually work on that shift your mindset? So I'm going to go and just like start ripping because it's like I said, I got, I got some uh, some stuff on my, my computer. I got notes from journals, so on and so forth. And uh, actually, the first thing I want to I, I put this video up yesterday. So um we've did it before but it's called hello challenge and one of the one of the first ones that i want to share is like you know putting yourself in new challenging situations um and i just sat down with one of our clients that's looking to become an intern and there's this like i said fear of kind of stepping into this challenging thing this new thing like a new era of life hey like you know i i think i think i want to i want to become a coach um but i'm not sure i don't know if i'm up for it Right. But you have to put and I was sharing about how you have to put yourself into challenging situations like new situations, um, because the thing is, like, the, you know, you, you gain confidence by overcoming challenges. 
But when you put you when you fail to put yourself in challenging new situations because you assume the outcome won't be positive, like you just won't be able to grow, right? So it's it, first of all, like you could make a list of you know just exciting challenges you're interested in overcoming, and it could be I mean shit, it could be anything from you know traveling and exploring a foreign city or uh, going to business course. In this case, like you know going into the internship program into a new career right even volunteering to help with a new project at you know at the office can can be challenging right something that you're like oh man i, I don't know if i can do this and you know this is this this second part that i'm going to read here is actually from like i said a post that i put on instagram but i feel i you know i remember writing this actually quite a, a while ago but it i feel like it's so important um and Here's, here's my thought on this, right? So much of how we experience life, joy, success, and getting the things that we want come from the way that we perceive life. And like this Hello Challenge little video that I did was, you know, it came from my perspective on life challenges that we all inevitably experience. Like the thing is you're going to experience challenges, period. And many people speak as if like they want to avoid challenges, obstacles, and you know, the hard stuff. What's the hard stuff in life that you want to avoid? At all costs, it, as as if you know if you avoid the challenge that it will make, make life better because that's kind of like a lot of times the the mindset behind it right like if i avoid this stuff my life won't be as there won't be as much struggle and my life will be better but that could be further from the truth because like i believe that looking at at, at this from a different way and inviting even like seeking challenge creates a much more rewarding life and gets us more of what we want and I, what i've done in my life is 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 something that i've i learned to word from john wood and it, but is seeking out competitive greatness. And John Wooden, actually, this is exactly what he said about competitive greatness. It's a real love for the hard battle, knowing that it offers the opportunity to be at your best when your best is required. Let me repeat that. A real love for the hard battle, knowing it offers the opportunity to be at your best when your best is required. And the greatest competitors I've, I've ever played for with uh, coached, you know, and admired have all shared a joy derived from like the struggle itself, right? The journey, the contest. I, I love, you know, like I, I never was, put it this way, I was never a Kobe fan from the standpoint of uh, like liking the dude, but I, I always like really respected his, his hustle. But now like after he's done been done with his career, like I actually really, really enjoy listening to his podcast and listening to him. It's just so much wisdom. And if you guys ever watched his um like his, uh, I would say, ceremony when he uh, he retired. It was it was so powerful because he said something that was that, that really stood out to me. Um, and he said, "The you know people want the championship or they want the you know the accolades and this that the other, and they think that's the dream. But the dream is the work, right? The dream is the journey. J the dream is like the process. And and so that that's what I'm like talking about here." Right? And so all those people, the greatest com competitors, they've done it because only in that supreme effort, there's an opportunity to like summon your best, a personal greatness that cannot be diminished, dismissed, or denied because of a final score or bottom line. Like That's the only place that you can actually bring that out is in that hardest moments. So competitive greatness is not defined by victory nor denied by defeat. It exists in an effort that precede those two imposters as well as their accomplices, which is things like fame and fortune and power, you know, just measurements of success that honestly for a long time I, I, I kind of bought into, but I now, I now reject. 
like I believe this is one of the most important concepts that you can teach. Just a love for the fucking hard battle and the test it provides against any like worthy opponent. Right. So in fact, like when you define sex this way, success this way, the only thing to fear is your own unwillingness to make the full hundred percent effort to prepare and perform basically at the highest level of your ability. Right. And when it comes to leadership, the way I look at this is like when it comes to leadership, a, a leader that is a great competitor teaches the team, organization, teammates, you know, everybody around them the same thing. And and this goes for any area of life. Like you could, you know, th- this whole competitive greatness, you could put it into um business into training into relationships into philanthropy into you know whatever right and and when you've achieved the competitive greatness you've arrived at the top prepared to bring out the best in yourself and your team right you're ready for whatever the battle the challenge brings so the struggle itself the test is what gives you value to the prize and it's something that the competitive leader truly like revels in like you really want to you know that's the difference between this whole like avoiding it versus like not seeking it for just seeking it for itself, but for you're seeking it so that you can bring the best out of yourself. And, it, and it's your responsibility to pass this on to, you know, to those under your leadership. So, you know, hello, challenge. And I mean, I mean this was point number one because I wanted to actually read this, this uh, what I wrote, because um, I do feel like if you truly buy into and understand and believe what I just talked about, it, it can change your life because you look at challenges completely differently and, and, you know, take them on completely differently. So I could actually probably end there and be like, all right, that was a good one. Uh, but it, but I'm, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I would say, um, keep building on this to build on this, you know, number two in this case, and it's like, these are not necessarily, I mean, these number one and two do piggyback on each other, but like, um, the others, aren't necessarily in any, any order of importance. Um, but, you know, really just thinking of failure as a learning opportunity. And I, I can't say enough how much, once again, like people fear failure. And this week, like I, I just had another conversation with a friend that, you know, I would say continues to go back to a comfort zone um, because, because they're feeling failure. Like, and I'm like, man, failure is the opportunity. Right. It's an, and it's an outstanding learning opportunity. If you find yourself succeeding frequently, it may be a sign that you're not challenging yourself enough, you know, which goes back to that first point that I made. Um, I, I actually get afraid of this. Like, you know, what if what if like you just for a long time, somebody has, hasn't failed? I, I question that because then you might start believing and buying into this thing that, you know, failures. Uh, I would say it's something that's really not normal. And if you fail, like it's a whore, like you're, you're defeated. You know what I mean? But you're not like it, it, it's, it's a lesson. And if you're not failing, you probably aren't challenging yourself enough. So th- you got to develop a mindset that views failure as an experience to learn from, right? As an experience to learn from. And uh, actually this was a, another thing that, that I wrote down in one of my IG posts. Um, and, that was basically that a coach, uh, uh, he, that, a, that a coach, hold on, I'm finding this one real quick. And I'm also going to turn the music down there a little bit. As you guys can see, feel and hear maybe that we're, these guys are training down there. <laughs> there we go. A coach knows that losing can be the biggest teacher for winning. That's a quotable right there. A 
a coach knows that losing can be the biggest teacher for winning. But it goes back to this thing, right? Developing a mindset that, that viewing failure as an experience to learn from, right? You got to reframe failure. You'll find it easier to take risks when you believe that, right? That's why I was talking about the other day too, is like, you know, your belief systems kind of drive your attitude and your attitude drives your behaviors. So it's, it's a big difference if you reframe failure because you'll find it easier to make, take risks. And then guess what? You'll challenge yourself more and then you become your greatest self. So adopting this mindset will leave you less prone to just anxiety around it, which is part of the key to, you know, to creating a winning attitude. So, you know, to go back to, this, this, I'm bringing this up really, really early because, um, you know, even with our mentorship program that we just we just launched, but like the greatest thing in my life has been, you know, being open, being open to finding mentors in, in situations where, you know, maybe it wasn't even hard. Like I said, you know, men, finding mentors can be something that's like not necessarily just even a paid thing, but just reaching out to people that you look up to and and that inspire you in certain ways uh, and, and doing stuff, whether it's interning, like, a, you know, perfect example is like being able to um, intern in places for free, like you're giving your time, right? So that you get in return learning. Um, but, you know, mentorship is like often discussed with regard to self-improvement and business success. But many, like just many people assume that finding a mentor is as simple as asking, you know, I don't know, somebody that's a senior or professional, if you're in a company or something like that, right? Or somebody that's above them, um, if you're asking them for help. But in, um, in one of the, like Harvard Business Review has great books, which I, I went through all of them. It's like on mental toughness, on emotional intelligence. All of them are awesome, so you can look those up. But, you know, Sheryl Sandberg, who has a great book, by the way, um, and she, she was the second in command of fa Facebook, um, argues that, you know, finding the mentorship doesn't work that way. Instead, like professionals and people need to put themselves in situations where they can build real relationships with, with uh, senior business leaders, right? So think of it in those terms versus asking for, you know, asking uh, professionals for help. So after the relationship has formed, it may be an appropriate time to ask for mentorship, right? That, so, so think of it in that way when it comes to like mentorship in a sense of not investing. Now, I still believe that investing in mentorship is probably one of the best ways and fastest ways to be able to get ahead. And because you can reach out to people that have, you know, are doing stuff like you and Learn, you can learn from the mistakes that they made and you can learn from their successes and you can just speed it up. Now, the other thing, too, that, that, that's really important there is the environment that you put yourself in, right? That's, man, it, it, like being around the right environment, obviously, I feel still is like one of the biggest determiners of, of your success. Maybe one of the biggest ones, right? Maybe one of the biggest ones. And it's, it's been what's driven me to create environments and put myself in environments that either inspire me, challenge me, push me, um, but, you know, ones of care. Like, I want to be around people that I know got my back and, and, and look out for my best interest, just like I want to look out for the best interest of the people that are in my crew, in my clique, in my, I would say, team, in my environment, right? Um, and that, that brings me to that next point, uh, <laughs> which is surrounding yourself with the right people, the top talent, the inspiring people, and you know, which is piggybacking now on what I just said, that environment plays a significant role in creating our mindsets. I mean, after all, we're, you know, we're social creatures and we're influenced by those around us. So surround yourself with talented individuals who can teach you new things and who can encourage you to grow 
personally and professionally. If you know, and, and the thing is, like, if you're involved in the hiring process and in, in your business and uh, or in your company, or obviously if you run anything, like, look for kind of team members who are better or smarter than you in in, in different areas that like complement things, right? Because that will, guess what? That'll cr- help create an environment that consistently encourage you to form a successful mindset. And two, like, this doesn't need to be like a company thing. Like, this could legit be, man, like, you know, let's say you're, you work somewhere, but like, you're, you're trying to improve your life. Okay, cool. Well, wh- where can you go? Now, this will be a little bit of a pitch here for Vigor Ground now, but, uh, you know, insert any, uh, like, super high quality gym that, that has a great environment. That if you started training there and the coaches are uplifting, they challenge you and they they work on your body and your mindset and, you know, may help you believe that you can achieve more. Man, like that's an environment that you want to be around. OK, cool. You can do that. And then, you know, you got some friends that are always in, in, like reading books. They're always improving. They're always pushing themselves. Cool. Start hanging out with them more like go, you know, go meet with them more often. Right. Those are like it. That's crucial. Right. It's crucial that you do that. Okay, so surrounding yourself with the best environments and the top talent. And like I said, that doesn't it's just an intentional thing that you can do. This one's going to be a little bit different. So I think this is number I think we're number six here, but you got to slow down to move faster. And this is more of something that just lately has been really screaming at me because, um, you know, for at the beginning, I feel like the whole like you know hashtag hustle is great and like look working like there's no way around it that you got to work your ass off to achieve anything great. Um, it, there's you know obviously that's that's the case, but at a certain point in time, like just more of something is not necessarily better, right? And and it's like I realized that now like I need to slow down to move fast and faster. Right. And whether that's, you know, whether that's you have a business and it's less time working in the business and more time away from your office. But like this, what I think is for me is like, you know, you need more time thinking about what matters. Right. As, and that's why I spend a lot of time now on values and vision and, you know, strategy because they but those two like values and vision and mission because like they drive every decision. Right. So slowing down on, on, on your daily busy work and speaking eat up on freeing your, you know, your time and to focus on like building an empire. Like, and so slowing down to move faster, like what that may mean for you really is, uh, you know, I was just talking in, in one of our webinars in a coaching group about whispers and screams. And I think I, I, uh, initially heard that from Bedros, I think so, but I like the whispers and screams concepts. Cause it's like when you break down your day and you write down, you know, I still do this right to, to give myself a reality check about how sometimes I'm not the most effective. But you, if, if you wrote down your day for the next two days, uh, and if it's not the weekend, right, like it's a weekday, every 30 minutes increments, right, exactly what you did. You just have a journal next to you, and you just write down every 30 minutes what you're doing. And, you know, it's almost like putting your food into my fitness pal, but, it, but, but now it's like you're tracking your productivity. And what you'll notice is that, Man, there's a lot of stuff in the day that you do that doesn't really do anything. It doesn't do shit. Like it doesn't move the needle in your life or your business, right? So now that this this comes back to the, uh, the concept of whispers and screams. Like whispers are is busy work. Like you feel like you're doing stuff. It's busy. 
but it's not moving the needle on anything. Screams are things that make a difference, right? So maybe in your business, screams are like sales, marketing, uh, you know, building better systems and systems, uh, fulfillment, actually like delivering what you promised and working on that. Um, you know, leadership, team building, those are like, those are screams. Whispers are like, when you're just doing stuff, and I, you know, I don't know what comes to mind, but like it might be social media, where, look, there's work that you do on social media. I do, you know, if I'm posting posts and they're strategic for business, but then you get lost on it, right? Like, and you're there for an hour and a half, and it's like, what did I actually do? And it's like, well, I didn't do shit, right? That's, that's, that's busy work. And uh, I do this actually often where I'll ask, you know, I said some of my clients where my business clients like, okay, cool. You know, cause it's like, man, I'm doing so much. Okay, cool. Like, t uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, tell me about your day yesterday. What did you do yesterday? And they'll start like, well, I was coach. I coached four hours, five hours. Okay, cool. What else? Um, I was setting up some strategy session. Okay, cool. How long did you do that for? Oh, about an hour and a half. Okay, cool. So that's about six hours ish. Right. Okay. What else? Um, and then they can't remember. Right. I answered some emails. Okay, how long did that take? Yeah, about 30 minutes maybe. Okay, six and a half hours. Right? And they'll say they don't have any time. And I'm like, okay, if you slept seven to eight hours, right, now you're still at like, you, you got another 10 and a half, 11 hours. Like, where did that go? Right? And when you can't, like, when you can't find what you were actually doing there that moved the needle forward, that's, that's, that's a whisper. Right? That's a whisper. And you got to find, like, you got to make sure your days are full of screams. And here's the kicker too, right? I'm going to piggyback on this one with the next next one, but is a, a scream can be rest, right? If you work really hard and really intent, and like a, a scream can be, I don't know, for me a scream is like go to the movies, you know what I mean? Go go get a massage or something, right? So that can be a scream too because recovery is very important so that you can do your best work. But that's going to move the needle forward. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like what you want to move the needle forward, how? Okay, cool. You want to get more productive important work done important work done right cool is is the stuff that i'm doing throughout the day moving the needle forward okay very 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 powerful right and when 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 we talk about this stuff so slowing down to move faster that's what that means and i know i kind of veered off there a little bit but like all of that's connected so with that like uh seven would be you know, finding the time, and like I said, that a, a screen might be taking some time off, but finding the time to disconnect from stressors. And, you know, the average American works way more hours than, you know, his or her counterpart in other developed countries. And I mean, I can, I can piggyback on this because like, obviously, uh, you know, in, in, I've lived in a lot of different countries in Europe, um, from Slovenia to, to England to Ukraine, like I actually lived there for at least a, a year or more um, in Croatia too a little bit. And so, you know, I, I, I can certainly say that this is true. And the thing is that the average number has actually been rapidly growing since the 80s, right? But unfortunately, at the same time, work-related stress has been creeping up. Like, and I, when I say creeping up, it's actually been kind of shooting up quite a bit. So, at the same time. So we're more stressed out than ever. And actually not, you know, it's, it's, it's like the, uh, not necessarily more shit gets done, but just more busy work, which is why I said that I wanted to connect those two points. And so you got to find a time to disconnect from work related stress. Right. And cause otherwise it, it can make it difficult to adopt a success oriented mindset. Right. It really can. And, and for me, like one of the, you know, there's different ways to do this. I've actually done podcasts in the past that talk about this stuff, but 
you know, traveling can be a good way to disconnect. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy either. Like it could be local. It could be, you know, for me, I love going to, I mean, even even like local, local, right? But, um, you know, Portland's not far, uh, but it's a trip. Vancouver, you know, in, in uh, Canada's not far. Love going to Cannon Beach, right? But it's like short, even like a couple day trips. But that's a disconnect. For me, I find that as a disconnect because I like I work really hard and long when I'm when, when I'm home and in Seattle um, that tends to sweep me away. But it's like finding just time to disconnect and have true disconnect, not in between disconnect. Right. Like if I'm taking two hours off and but I'm still checking my phone and my emails like that's not disconnect. Right. That's like leaving the phone alone, going to Banya, which I, you know, try to do at least once a week, uh, go to Russian bathhouse. Like one, you can't have your phone there too. Like you're in a cold plunge or in a super hot sauna. So, right. How do you like, you have to find just like training, there's, there's training and then there's recovery, right? Same thing, but, but there's the mental side of that too, which is like, if you're working a lot, you got to find times to disconnect. Um, which then brings me to number eight, which is developing routines and whether that's a morning routine, I do think that it's powerful. Like everybody's is different. There's a great book called Rituals that talks about like how different people have different routines and rituals. Um, and but you know you got like we're you know we we are somewhat shaped by our routines. Um, and morning routines tend to start the day right. So it's important that somebody that's interested in developing a new mindset to do to develop new habits as well. And this is where I think the power of this comes in. Like if you're listening to to this and going like, well, I, I want to develop like different habits. I don't like the way that stuff is going. Like, I don't like the way that my morning's going. I don't like the way that I think. Um, you know, the morning has kind of the power to make or break your entire day. We'll put it this way. It's definitely a foundational thing. So create, you know, consider creating a simple morning routine that positions you to have a successful day. Um, you know, and, and for example, you could wake up a little earlier than normal and give, you know, just give yourself time to focus on yourself that that might not otherwise be possible because hey you might have kids you might have you know different things going on and then with extra time you can go well you could go to the gym you know if you don't have time to go to the gym then but you could develop a morning like I love like I said I've sh- shared this before morning movement routines mobility routines um you know have a cup of coffee listen to a podcast or read a book for 15 20 minutes uh develop a medit- meditation practice to reduce stress right those are all great things that you can do in the morning that um that will set it just a better like i said what if 20 to 30 minutes could create a much better foundation for your day and it can right and if you want to shift stuff around uh if you if you want to shift stuff around like that's a great way to start and uh with that said i'll say the morning a good morning routine starts with a good night's sleep and a routine at night um and i won't dig into that because we've done a whole episode on that and actually we got um an online sleep coach that i'll be doing a podcast with um, in, uh, in December, which I'm looking forward to. He's got a lot of great, 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 like practical insights with clients that he helps completely shift their sleep, which ends up shifting their, their life. But that's a thing for another day. Um, I think we're up to uh, number eight, number nine. Uh, like I said, hey, look, I'm just going to go next one. Um, you you got to think bigger and bolder, right? And look, to think bigger and here's here's what i'm saying like you can't you cannot behave in a way that is not aligned with the belief that you have about what you can achieve if that make does that make sense right like if i believe in like something can be accomplished i and i really see it in my mind and, and maybe i'm far from it but i see it i believe that i can achieve it i'm going to 
align my behaviors with that if I truly believe it, okay? And too many people don't really believe that. So, of course, how do you take bigger action, right? How do you, um, I mean, I'm going to give this example, but it's like, you know, leading up to, I don't know, going, even when we started the gym in Slovenia, right? Like you have this belief of what you can build. And so then you align like the, you know, my, my work, my work would align with what it takes to get to, to open that spot or to build it up to where we did and then do the same thing. It's the same thing here. And like, so now all of a sudden, like you're able to do, you know, work more, work harder and work more focused for longer periods of time. But there has to be that belief. So in order to think bigger and bolder, though, you have to say no more often. Like this has been a big kind of like. I would say bottleneck for me for for a long time, and you know I'm I'm getting much much better at it. Um, not to say I'm perfect at this, but definitely getting better at it, right? Because you can't save the world by destroying yourself. You can't do it. Like I, I figured that out, right? Like if, if you want to do great things, you must do fewer things, and you have to ruthlessly eliminate the little things that hold you back from thinking with a clear mind. And you'll see how like some of these points that I'm making are kind of very very much so associated with each other, right? Um, because you you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And repeat that. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. Right? And doing too much stuff, like, is, I, you know, was I, one of the main things I said, hey, you got, I, I want to do more of less. Right? But in, you know, since I just, I have ClickFunnels in, in front of me, <laughs> which is just a very, very, very big software. But like, hey, do you think that, you know, Russell Brunson built ClickFunnels while running Aaron's doing his laundry, editing videos. You know, of course not. Like, you know, uh, he, you know, he he cut down and created like a structure, and to do the things that he needed to do, and it's it, that that would move the needle forward to go back to what we were talking about, right? So it, it it's time for you to do the same thing. Um, this next one, I, I feel like this this is actually something I have written down. Um, on my screensaver at home, on my, on my, uh, I would say desktop. And that is that it's your duty and obligation to take your solution to the world. So for anybody that, whatever it is that you're doing, honestly, like whatever it is that you're doing, every day that you wait, hesitate, or procrastinate causes others to suffer without your solution. Like when I started believing that, I was like, hey, you know what? You can't hold shit back. Like you got to get this solution to the world because if, if you don't, like, you're allowing other people to suffer. Now, you know, I know you're not a, <laughs> I know you're not a bad person or a meanie. And, you know, you might just only be slow to move because, you know, your ego and feelings are at risk. But I can tell you this. You already have critics in your personal life. So adding a few anonymous ones on the Internet is not going to be a big deal in your life or in, in your area or whatever else that, that's stopping you from moving forward. Right. So when you when you take do stuff and put it out there. Yeah, there'll be slings and arrows. Like you'll you'll hurt a little bit, you'll bleed a little bit. Uh, you know, and you want to come back down, but you, you can't and, and you won't because if not you, then who? If not now, then when? If not you, then who? And if not now, then who? if not now, then when? Seriously, that's a serious question I'm asking you right like right right now. And and the world, like I said, when you have a solution, like, hey, the world needs you more than ever. Like, I, me personally, I, I feel like it's an honor to be a coach. So, you know, maybe I'm, I'm talking to more coaches, but it doesn't matter who's listening to this because whatever it is that you want to put out there that's going to that's gonna help, like, the world needs that more than ever. 
So it's, it's suit up and, t- and time to buckle up and go, period, period. Um, if you're, you know, if you're in, in, in business, so notice like, I mean, some of these things that I'm sharing with you guys, like that's why I said that there's different notes, but it all kind of relates back to the same thing. Um, it's this, this next point is that you got to be everywhere all the time. Um, now, a lot of times that means, you know, leveraging a team and because otherwise, like I said, I, I did that for for a long time and I think had had its benefits and has its benefits, but it's very, very hard to do for forever. Um, and but but it's, it's powerful in this day and age. It's like more powerful than ever. Uh, you know, and you, you kind of want to like not only leverage team, but find social superstars to support you. Right. Like, uh, and whether that is, you know, helping out on, on whatever side of things that is helping out. Right. And to kind of so that everybody does what they're best at. And, you know, in this case, it might be being on social media platforms um, and on, like I said, like this, like a podcast. I mean, you guys may have noticed that um, I do two podcasts. Uh, I do YouTube, uh, Facebook, IG, email, uh, blogging. Uh, and, and like I said, there's there's a lot of people that that help out with this. Right. And that's what I mean by that. Right. So do content once and get, you know, get people to distribute it. Uh, And you might be like, well, I don't have a team like Gary V. Oh, a little bit of choking up there, damn it. Um, Don't have a team like Gary V or like I don't have the the resources. And that's always, you know, like the thing is in this day and age, honestly, that that whole resource thing is bullshit because uh, first of all, like nobody has enough resources. Like John Berardi was actually telling me this story about how he was, uh, you know, because he consults Apple and Nike and, and guys like that. And he was at an Apple meeting in the back of the room waiting to to talk, and and they were having a meeting, and the person that was running the meeting was saying like to the to the group, "Hey guys, you know, when we have enough resources, we're gonna do X Y Z." And it struck him at that point in time, like holy shit, like Apple, who has the the most wealthy company on the planet ha- doesn't have enough resources whoa like you know that they're saying that they don't have enough resources so man like you got to be resourceful so to go back to you got to be everywhere all the time like you know user user generated uh i would say content especially videos are the most i would say um watch things online meaning that with your phone you can create awesome content it doesn't have to be crazy edited. It doesn't have to be anything. Actually, the most viral video right now that's on our Vigor page that's about to reach, I don't know, it's like a three-quarter million views in a week and may actually punch a million views with no ad spend is from my phone. Just doing a pull-up variation in between uh, sets, that I mean, in, in, in my training session. So there's no excuse for that. And like while, like I said, as you build things up, uh, as you build things up, like that can, uh, you know, you can invest more into different things. Like, but but you don't have to go like, well, I can't do this. I, I can't do what these guys are doing, so I won't do it. Um, so that's so that's very 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 important. And like I said, how does that come around for mindset? Well, shit, like unstoppable mindset. Like you you believing you got to be everywhere all the time. If if you're um, if you're I would say in um in business, right? Another thing that's important is. Like it's listening to your instincts. 
So this is next point. So part of developing a winning mindset is like learning to trust your instincts. And, you know, going back to, like I said, I, I usually use references and, and, and take notes from where it's from. But going back to Harvard Business Review, we're usually capable of making smart decisions when we rely on our gut instincts. And I, I've said this before, too. You know, your gut, your gut usually has, um, has your back and, and has a really, really good track record. Let's just put it that way. Right. And confidence in your instincts is a critical component of, of, of any success in life, you know, personal or career. While, while it's, you know, usually ideal to rely on research and data to make decisions, there are a variety of scenarios where, like, empirical evidence is just, you know, one, either unavailable or is just inconclusive. And in these situations, people with a winning mindset are just comfortable making decisions with their gut. And, and this serves them really well in the long run. It's something that you can actually develop, right? You can develop. Well, how do you develop? Number one, like, you have to be present, Right. And you have to be, uh, I would say, present in the moment to not allow other shit to influence you. Right. So if you care a lot about what other people think, it's hard to listen to your gut. Right. Because you're so it, it, the, the ego get comes into play. It's like, oh, well, I, I want to impress these people or I want to, you know, if I do this, they'll think I'm crazy or stupid or X, Y, Z. Right. So you have to learn to, to develop presence and like actually listen to your gut or some people call it the voice. Um, it, it depends on, you know, uh, I, I guess it depends on what, what you, uh, like what name you give it is, it is, uh, irrelevant, but you know, the voice sometimes will be like that voice inside us like, Hey, do this. Right. Um, but not the editor, right. The true, the true kind of, the true calling that you feel that you have. The, uh, the next strategy is like, you got you to set your ego aside, right? So if, if you avoid having outside eyes on your business or, you know, coaching or life or whatever it is and your daily, acti- and your daily activities, right? So meaning, you know, uh, having anybody that you respect or uh, that, that knows their stuff or is ahead of you to see your life, your business, your daily activities, you're going to slip into ineffective patterns that can destroy, just honestly destroy profits or relationships, right? Or, or whatever. You, you have to be constantly questioning and constantly be questioned on whether what you're doing is the right thing. Because only then will you start doing more of what works and less of what doesn't, right? You, you, gotta, you have to be willing to destroy your beliefs, to cut ties with rituals and routines, you know, whenever something better and more effective can replace them, like period. And that's why it's so important to have, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier about those environments that allow you to be a mirror for you, right? And, you know, so whether it's asking yourself or somebody else asking, hey, why are you currently getting the results you're getting? And remember, those results might be shitty. So why are you currently getting the results that you're getting? What's working? What's not working? How can you improve what is working? How can you eliminate what's not, Right. And that's why, like, I encourage my clients to be consistent in their commitment to weekly accountability updates to me, to Krebsy, in this case, and, and at the gym to, uh, to me or our coaches. And, you know, a- answering our questions and getting feedback is the key to continuous growth. And according to famous, uh, if it, you, you guys might not know him, but I get geeky about the studying entrepreneurs, business owners. According to famous tech investor Keith Rabois, um, 
By writing long form, you're forced to clarify your exact thinking and it always exposes any logical fallacies you have. Most of the benefit actually accrues to the writer who's forced to clarify their thoughts as opposed to the reader. For example, when any of our founders and executives are preparing their board decks for a meeting, they almost always end up discovering something about their business in the process of digging into their metrics, right? So don't skip your homework. Like that's why, and I can't tell you how many times, you know what, shit, like I I used to do that, right? When I had to um, do a lot of the stuff when it comes to, uh, I would say, like filling out paperwork um, or, or questions and forms for my mentor. Like, oh, shit, why do I have to do that? But sometimes uh, I, it, would, it would be one of those things. It's like I was trying to avoid the truth, right? And, and that's why it's so important. Like, that's why it's so important to have that. It's setting your ego aside and being questioned, questioning yourself and being questioned. The next lesson strategy is you do not know better right and it makes me sad a lot of times when 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 entrepreneurs or people decide to just make things up as they go along um and and what i mean by that is like look it's it's, it goes back to the cook uh, and the chef right for example instead of like following a, a a proven method and this might be i don't know like if we did like hey this is how we run our small group personal training like we've we've worked on it for 11 years and it it works and we're going to continue to improve it but it works right or here's how we you know follow this sales process and like hey i've learned it from the best of the best tweaked it some this is what works um they they choose to you know people instead of following that they'll choose to go with like something else with their gut feeling and 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 the result will be a disaster now here's why once again the cook and a chef like first you learn how to cook you take the recipe and you you execute the recipe to the T. Now, once you become a master and you master the things, then you can break the rules, right? And I, I always say, like, you know, learn from, like, the done-for-you resources and, and from people that have done stuff and that have found what works. And they've spent, like, like thousands and thousands of thousands of hours, like, obviously making this work great. And there's no need to reinvent the proverbial wheel right now. I'm not saying you shouldn't innovate. You should absolutely innovate. But how do you innovate if you don't first master like these foundational excellent strategies that somebody else has already figured out, right? If you go to, I don't know, like Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger, like would you, you know, you would first learn what they, like all this wisdom that they have when it comes to investing, right? And when you start understanding it and getting better at it, like sure, like you can, you know, innovate and test and this, that, the other, but you got to first get great at that stuff, right? It's very, very, very important. And once again, be okay with setting your ego aside and learning from the best. Next one, avoiding stagnation. I always say, like I said, you can't, like thinking is very important, but thinking alone will not be able to get you out of where you are, right? So if If you feel as though you aren't learning new things in your personal or professional life, it's time to change it up. Avoid stagnation in order to continue to grow. So this is part of what will help you face the new challenges and and overcome new obstacles that we talked about. And the truth is, like, look, taking a successful, uh, um, I say taking, developing a successful mindset can, can take time, right? And 
to get started, you got to focus on learning new skills and putting yourself in new situations. And then by, the, by overcoming that adversity, you start developing this belief in, in faith in yourself, right? And from the stuff that we just talked about, like, you know, different environments, talented people around you, um, you know, you, you got you to gotta take action of it. So as, like I said, it's, it's perfectly fine to, I would say, have that thinking time so that you don't do <laughs> like dumb shit, right? Thinking time is actually one of the uh, key, I think Keith Cunningham has like a great book. It's called The Road Less Stupid. And what, you know, one of the things he talks about in there is like how some of these most successful people from the Bill Gates to the uh, Charlie Mungers to the, to the uh, Warren Buffetts to like, you know, you, the list goes on and on and on. They spend time, like they block out time just to think and ask themselves questions. Um, and it kind of goes back to what I was just talking about. And it's the same thing that, you know, I do once a week. Now it's like I have a list of questions and then like I might answer just one question in my thinking time and just write it out. Because remember how we talked about like when you start assessing and writing stuff out, you actually find um, answers to a lot of stuff, right? So uh, avoiding stagnation, making sure you're moving uh, ma majority of the time, right? It doesn't mean, like I said, there's stillness is also important. But if you're in a place where you don't want to be, you got to move. You got to avoid stagnation. The next one, next point is like, man, you cannot go on it on your own, right? Um, I can't tell you the power, uh, the power of the mastermind slash group effect, and you know, a lot of times it's like, you know, I said one of the the clients and groups said, hey, meeting other people just like me and seeing that other business owners are going through the same battles is a relief, right? It just gives, it just gives people not, not only like it's like the tribal connection right but like hey listen uh it's it's um it's uplifting it gives you is there's empathy behind it you don't feel alone you don't feel like you know you're crazy um it, it it's it's so helpful beyond obviously the the support and the knowledge shared and everything else right and like we just had the big round fitness and business summit and you know before that i was saying how important it is to be at the live events because live events change lives and the feedback that we've got still keeps coming in. It's been what, I don't know, like a month now plus. And it, it's insane. Like it's insane. Like just the feedback that's been coming through. And a lot of it has been just be like people connecting amongst each other. I mean, like, yes, the speaker line was incredible. Uh, the people were incredible. Like a lot of stuff was amazing, but you know, I, I was still surprised at how few people came from Seattle, Washington based on the fact that it was here. And while staying at home might save money in the short term, but you know it can kill it can kill your progress and career and business in in the long term, right? Um, because you truly are like you truly are the average of the people that you surround yourself with the, the most, for better or for worse. Like I mean, it's it's, it's <laughs> that goes either way, right? So you got to get around the right people. And guess guess who's coming to events that are that have the best of the rest in the world. Well, people don't want to get better. People don't want to surround themselves with the best. People don't want to find other people that are growth-minded like themselves, right? So that's like, man, it, it's so powerful, and, and you can't go it on your own. Like, the self-made man stuff is bullshit, and I, I used to believe that, you know, too. Man, there's so many people that have made me a better human being and continue to do it, and there's no way that I could have did it by myself. Nobody can. I mean, like, humans just in general, like, look, when you're born, if somebody doesn't care for you, you're not going to make it, Right? You're not going to make it. And with, you know, 
moving on to the next point, like you got to be emotionally resilient, anti-fragile, right? And um, if if I guess that like what I what I mean by anti-fragile is, look, so so many people are para- paralyzed with with you know what they're gonna do with opportunity. They they don't know which path to pursue or which growth option to take, and they and just they're too scared to make a decision, right? They fear missing out, they fear taking risks, um, despite wanting the stuff, right? The, the rewards that required risk. So new and naive, like whether it's an entrepreneur, expect every day to be like puppy, you know, puppy dogs and rainbows. Shit's just gonna be perfectly okay. But but don't realize that in order to have you know. Uh, to to have I don't know if to have a baby there's a long pregnancy right there's a messy birth there's 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 thunderclouds there's shit that's gonna happen so the inability to accept risk on the path to rewards handcuffs them to a prison of pain and inaction and that's sad like the amount of time wasted and opportunity lost to indecision drives I mean shit drives me nuts drove me nuts with me but I you know now it's like man I make decisions um, but a lot of people the indecision actually is a decision to not do shit and not move anywhere right you got to accept that pain suffering rejection is in failure like that's all part of the process you can't have one up without the other it's, it's like you know it's, it's like expecting a marriage to last decades without disagreement it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen right and uh here's a, a quote from f scott fitzgerald that i that i love is the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function, right? You, you got to accept the worst, prepare for the best, and expect them both on a daily basis. And, and they can't stop you and paralyze you or hurt you. So shit, start making decisions. You owe it to, I mean, you owe it to yourself, to the world, to your family, to you know, your friends, your team, to be better every day. So, so you got to do the work and make every moment matter, period. Period. Well, man, I, I, man, I didn't realize we could keep going on like a mofo. I got a lot of notes on this stuff. But those were, I think we're, I think we're like 13 or 14. Um, and like this is the stuff. So if, if you were, you know, something stuck, stuck out at you, you got to think about, so the points that I just made, how do you operationalize them? Meaning, operationalize means like how do you put them into play, right? Because you can listen to a podcast and be and say, "Oh man, okay, like that makes sense." Um, okay, and then go about your day and like think about it. But how do you go like the the out of these points, like the stuff that stood out at you? If you're like, man, you know what? When I think about it, I really am not around the the right environments that are going to take me to where I want to go, and if that's the case, well, then, okay, how are you going to change your environment? Like, operationalize it, mean, meaning today or tomorrow, look at, like, your environments and go, how are you going to change something? Hey, sign up for uh, a different gym next, you know, t- uh, this week. Or, you know, hire a coach. You know, join a mastermind. Go on a, join a, a, um, a meetup, a meetup group. Go to a co-working space that has other people that are driven to, you know, grow, go, go to a boxing spot that, you know, like I, I have a boxing coach or uh, go to MMA spots, go to jiu-jitsu spot, go to my friend James Foster's jiu-jitsu academy, because guess what? You're going to get better. And it's not just a great place to learn jiu-jitsu and get better jiu-jitsu. It's like, it's a growth place. Like people there are committed to growing. You know what I mean? James is an incredible guy. Like, and that, that mentors people, right? So, and I'm just giving examples because 
I want you to like actually have an idea of how this works, right? Go to a place that inspires you to get better, like learn, go to the library, you know what I mean? multiple times a week and go like, hey, I'm going to block out an hour so that way I know three hours a week I'm going to study stuff. So these are like these are the types of things that like I want you to do is operationalize something that you learned from it, okay? Like what's, a, what's an event coming up that you'd love to attend that's going to help you be better? Look it up. Like what do you want to learn? Oh, you want to be a better coach? Cool. What are the coaching things that are coming up that are going to be a game changer for you, Right? Like, don't let, so I always like to say, like, the lessons that you learn, you got to operationalize them, right? How does that look like? Versus just being up in the ether. Hey, man, like, be happier, right? But if somebody tells you to be happier, you might be like, well, how do I do that? Well, let's, let's look at that. You might go, hey, write down a list of people that bring joy to your life, help you become better, challenge you sometimes, but still, like they help you be, be, be better and be happier. Okay, cool. What are the environments that like help you do that? Okay, what are the things that you love doing that make you happier? Okay, cool. Now plug them in into your week. Look at your week and like schedule them in. That's how you operationalize a lesson, right? Because the thing that I, that I, that I don't, don't like is when stuff is learned and there's no actionable behavior that's associated with it. So the things that I went through, what are some actionable behaviors associated with that, right? Like, what is an actionable step that you're actually going to do? So if I say, hey, be everywhere all the time, we got to be everywhere all the time. Okay, cool. What are you going to do this week to, like, create content and, like, put it on different platforms, right? Schedule it in your week. Operationalize it. Don't let it just be like, oh, it was an inspirational podcast. Like, Cool. Inspiration is cool, but like, man, action is 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 better because action creates motivation, right? So the stuff that you heard, put it to play by operationalizing it. And if it's only one thing, man, let it be only one thing. But guess what? I already said my goal for the Vigor Life podcast is like, if you listen to it every week, and we have one episode a week, that you do you you take fifty two actions in a year. Man, because you will move, uh, you will move far forward if you do two. You, you take fifty-two actions, then you take one after every podcast. And with that said, I always love and appreciate you guys and and spending your time with me. You could be anywhere else. You listening to this? I uh, can't thank you enough for that. As always, hey, like the downloads have been. Uh, I would say the last four episodes have been uh, like huge. Um, a lot of downloads, which I love, and but I also, you know. Like if you if you feel it was valuable to you, share it, uh, like, comment. You know we love the reviews, um, honest reviews, and um, you know any any like I said questions shooting in my way because it's a lot of stuff that I'll build different content around moving forward as well. Besides the, the guests that we're we're gonna have coming up, I actually am planning on having some really really awesome guests. I'm gonna travel uh, a little bit to uh, to interview them, but uh, we got some some pretty damn awesome. Vigor Life podcast coming up, which I'm excited about. With that said, love and appreciate you. Have a fantastic week. Coach Lucas out, and I'll talk to you next time. Peace.